song is about I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you, don't you Uh, we missed a few days Not by, I actually think I only technically missed one day I told you, it gets really tricky at the end of the week Because of, uh, Drag Race UK Which, by the way, ends this week so it may not be as tricky as we thought coming up, but uh, end of the week gets tricky. But I'm glad to be here with you today, which means if I miss that many days, it means it's time for a double XL edition of this Joe Batanz. Let's get started. Hey, don't call me names. All right, that was a corny joke. That was more. That was the most DJ thing that I've done, ever, in my life. Anyway, welcome to this Joe Batanz. You know, one of the stories I told on Catching Up, I didn't get a chance to tell you guys. So maybe we, I'm gonna tell it again because I'm not trying to entertain Mike Lawson now. Because this is like I told you. I'm glad y'all are here, but this is for all intents and purposes, this is a personal journal. So it really is a show. For me, for my record keeping, for my journaling, so that I know what to talk about and when to talk about it. Because uh, you know what I, I was realizing this week, I I drove to Malibu. I think I talked about that on the show. And when I got there, I didn't know any stories to tell them, and then listen to the podcast. And I realized I should have listened to this Joe Batanz on the way up there. Then I would have known what stories to tell them. I would have had all my my you know my my pocket full of stories. To share with uh, Mercedes and Chris because I would have listened to this Joe Batanz on the way up there. Anyway, uh, a lot to talk about. Uh, so Thursday night, you know, I had been invited probably a week before, a few days before, to this party for a comedian named Henry Phillips. Look, um, you know, here's the thing in my history with comedy. Henry Phillips is actually a perfect example of this. Is one of the reasons I quit stand-up. Now, by the way, no one should ever do stand-up for the money. Okay, If you're going to do stand-up for all the, the big money in stand-up, you're in the wrong business. But one of the things I noticed when I did stand-up, I did stand-up for about mm, five years or so, four or five years, is there were people who were very, 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 very funny and seen by other comics as very funny. Henry Phillips is one of them. But they were flat broke, like so poor, you know, they couldn't afford. I mean, I, I I had to buy Henry Phillips drinks and to give him rides places. You know, that's how poor he was. And he was like one of the funniest comics and selling out clubs and stuff like that. It's just, it's a rough business, everybody. It's it's not a fun business. And um, so I like Henry Phillips. I'm not that good of friends with him. I'm actually better friends with, you know, Patrick Keene and Melissa, but they're really good friends with Henry Phillips. And so, um, and he's a, you know, he's a comic that a lot of comedians know and a lot of comedians like. And I was invited to his birthday party. Now, I have no idea whether this was a, a, a milestone birthday or not. I don't know. But I was invited. And I actually, under normal circumstances, would not have gone. Okay? Uh, for a couple of reasons. One is, God, it was in such a random, deep part of L.A. where there's just... Horrible traffic and no parking, and it's just tough to get to this part of L.A., so that was a big reason. Another one was Pat Keen had invited me and Melissa, and 
This has happened before. I talked about this in Catching Up, where he invited me. It's the same kind of person. It wasn't Henry Phillips, but it was the same sort of like, it's actually a friend of Pat's, and I know him, and I like him, and uh, if there's going to be a, a party at a bar, I'll go there and buy him a drink kind of thing, right? But I'm not, I'm not a, a close, intimate friend by any means. And... Um, Pat invited me, and I thought it was one of those parties, and I show up, and it was a very small, intimate intimate party at someone's house. It was so embarrassing, and it was so awful, so I was sort of afraid of that happening again. But luckily, I'll tell you, it was a lot of people at a bar in um, L.A., right by the L.A. County Museum of Art, and the future home of the Film Academy's uh, museum right there. And uh, I first of all, I show up and I drive there, and I, there's just absolutely zero parking. And by the way, this was a surprise party, so I had to be there at a certain time, or Henry was going to get there. I didn't want to ruin the surprise, so I uh, I'm nervous about that because I'm actually kind of pushing the time because I the party started at seven thirty, but I didn't finish Drag Race UK and doing all that business till like seven o'clock. And I still have to get to L.A. and park and get inside. Henry was going to get there at, I think, 8 o'clock? Something like that. So I get there actually just like 10 minutes before 8 and um, cannot find parking. Now it's getting, it's actually past 8, but then I hear that he's not going to get to until 8.30. And uh, so I have a little bit more time. But it's to the point where the parking is so bad, I'm so far away that I'm like, I'm just going to go home. Like, this is ridiculous that I cannot find parking by this bar. I'm just going to go home. And so, what I decided, but then I, I texted Melissa that I was going to uh, go home. And she was like, no, please don't. Please just find parking. I found parking and just find parking. So, I finally parked far away. If any of you follow me on things on Google Maps, I parked at a, at a Whole Foods parking lot on the corner of... Third and Fairfax. That sounds right. On the corner of Third and Fairfax, I parked in a Whole Foods parking lot. It's across from the Grove. And I took an Uber. The name of the bar, if you're following on Google Maps, is Molly Malone's. And that's on the corner of Sixth, I believe. It's in the corner of six. It's right by the corner of Wilshire and Fairfax. So it gives you a good idea of the distance. Uh, and um, I took an Uber. What's really weird is that the Uber lady was parked in the parking lot. But it's one of those really strict parking lots where they have people watching for people who just leave their car there. So I parked and then I drove into the, I not drove. I walked into the Whole Foods for like five minutes. And just walked around. Then I called my Uber. She was sitting in the parking lot. That's the closest. That's the closest I've ever had an Uber. And uh, she picked me up and she drove me to the bar. It took her like a one minute. It was like a one minute drive. And then uh, I, uh, I think it cost me like six dollars too. Isn't that so funny? And then I, uh, I went inside the bar and it was packed. You know, it's the weird thing I talked about this a little bit on catching up is. There is something cool and yet depressing that it's one of those kinds of parties where you go and it's um, a ton of people at a bar hanging out, drinking, singing along. Like It's like the kind of parties you went to in your 20s 
at a bar, but everybody there is in their 40s and 50s. And that's just sort of the life of being a comic, is you sort of never leave your 20s, for better or for worse. (laughs) I'm not even being funny. Like, in terms of your emotional maturity, which we'll get to in a second, in terms of uh, your uh, money for a lot of them, in terms of everything, in terms of just where you are in life, you just stay frozen at, like, 27. And... um, and it's weird. It's sad. it's both sad and wonderful. It's, I really can't explain it. And so um, I went there and I, uh, you know, talked to a lot of friends I hadn't seen in a long time. I talked to this woman named comedian named Sharon Houston, who used to produce a show called Judge Jackie with Jackie Beat. And she they had a big falling out where Jackie was calling her crazy and a crook on social media. And then she was telling me her side of the story, and I got that all. I got that whole tea. And she gave me tea about something else that I really can't talk about. It's but, but I, I said this on the show, and I'll say it here. It's not that interesting. But I promised her I wouldn't talk about it. You know, and I've learned you never know what gets out. So um, when the time is right, we will talk about it. But uh, yeah, and so I talked to Melissa and to Pat and all these people, and there was a candy bar, and Mike Judge had bought the bar out and uh, paid for everyone's. You could do, you could order whatever you wanted. Like literally, just the bar was just your. You know, it was like an open bar, literally. Food and drink. It was on Mike Judge. And, um, yeah, I stayed for like an hour, and then I went home. with. Oh, and then Melissa was like, you know, I'll walk home with you. I'll, I'll just leave when I leave. I'm like, okay. And then and then I, I walked with her. She literally walked a block from my car. I basically walked back to my car, and she drove me to my car, the, you know, the remaining block or two. And then we talked for a little bit, and that was my Thursday night. Other than that, other than Drag Race UK, nothing happened on Thursday. That was like the highlight of Thursday. Thursday, again, like I said, Drag Race UK is a is a whole Drag Race UK day. So that is like, you know, you're doing Drag Race UK. I'm writing it. I take a nap. I don't think I took a nap that day. I don't know what I was doing. And uh, yeah, so that was that day. Friday. Uh, Friday was an interesting day. Um, what something happened in the morning? I don't, oh, I got a big fight with my mom in the morning. Here's the deal. And not to get okay boomer about it all, because I know I'm I know I'm in no place to be talking about old people versus young people, but um, there is something with these baby boomers, and they're like Jade. And I guess I'm just comparing my mom to Donald Trump. They will just blame everybody for everything. They just blame everybody for all their problems uh, are because of somebody else. So, and this is such a dumb problem. Sometimes, look, here's the deal, and this is what my mom needs to understand. Sometimes shit just happens, and it's nobody's fault, okay? It's just shit happens. And my mom was making breakfast and realized we had no eggs. But this is very Betty Batance, where it was my fault that there were no eggs, because she was at the supermarket the other day, and I knew she was at the supermarket, and I should have called her and told her, you know, Mother, I know you're at the supermarket. This was her contention. I know you're at the supermarket. Let me go downstairs and see what staples we don't have. And I should have told her we don't have eggs. And so it's my fault. And so I was just like, all right, fuck that. I'm out of here. Right? I just have like, I can, because to me, that is a harbinger of what's to come that day. That means if she's blaming me because there's no eggs, I'm going to get blamed for everything under the sun. So, which by the way, and this wasn't interesting to talk about before, but I'll talk about it now. A few weeks ago, my mom accidentally bought 
um, one of those annual subscriptions to Instacart, which means as long as she spends over $35, she doesn't get charged any delivery or service fee. It's basically free. I mean, the tip and the tax on the items. But other than that, like, it's free. Because, well, not free. She paid for it. But, like, she should use it because she paid for it, you know? And so um, I, I don't know why she just doesn't use it more. They, I mean, they literally bring it to your house. I, I can't get into it. Okay. So um, we got that. So I leave, and I go to uh, a local, well, a, a semi-local coffee shop, and I do some work. And um, then I do my work for about an hour, and then I go see my brother who lives close by, mostly because I had to pee really badly, and the bathroom there was just always in use. So I go to the bathroom, hang out with my brother and his kids for a little bit, and then I go home. And then when I got home, my parents were it, again. My parents turned into white people, and so like we're just pretend like nothing happened, and no one was angry, and we're just not going to discuss it, and we'll just move on with our lives, you know. And um, they were like, "We're going to go to dinner for your uncle's eighty-first birthday party. It's a birthday dinner at some Mexican restaurant. Do you want to go?" And I was like, "No." And they were like, "Joey." That is your uncle. How could you not go to his birthday party? And I was just, so they're putting the guilt trip on me, right? So I go, listen, okay. So we're just going to the dinner and we're coming home. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, there's no shenanigans where you're like, we have to go visit this person after, or we have to go to the mall, or we have to go dancing. I was making jokes, right? Like, nope. We're going to the dinner and then we're coming straight home. Because obviously the implied question there is, this is not going to take up the bulk of my day, is it? Is it? Please tell me this is not going to be like a giant drawn out thing. If it's like, oh, go to dinner, happy birthday, uncle, yada, yada, oh, that's fine. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I will tell them this. They didn't lie. Okay. They did not lie. Uh, it really was. We only went to dinner. And then um, after dinner, you know, uh, they went home. But I'm sorry. The dinner was two and a half hours long. I was there for two and a half hours, maybe almost three, at a Mexican restaurant that was pretty shitty, to be honest with you. Okay? And uh, I was pissed. By, like, after hour two, like, once we hit hour two, I was like, can I have the keys to the car? I'm going to go sit in the car and... And Rita, because again, they're like older people, and they're seven. My mom, my parents are in their late sixties, but late sixties to early eighties, talking about those things, and I'm just so bored. And I was the only person my age there. Everybody else was in their literally late sixties to early eighties. I had nothing to talk about with anybody, so I went to the car like a child. I had a childlike tantrum, and I went to the car like a child, and I sat there and read. The news on the news stories they went on reddit and i will to their credit they were only there for another 20 to 30 minutes and then uh, we went home and but i was so i was not a happy camper i was like ugh, i was tricked into this saturday saturday morning i worked um at this girl's house she's so boring i mean, it's, I mean there's nothing to say she's the boring person i will say there's there is this weird thing where I do get there in the morning, but every single time I walk into their house, it smells like syrup, like pancake syrup, which I guess, look, there could be far worse smells, but I'm all, do they have pancakes every day? Every time every time I go there, it smells like pancake syrup. It's really weird. Like I said, there could be worse smells. 
after that, I immediately, oh, no, no. After that, I went home. I, I had some lunch. And then I uh, recorded Catching Up uh, with Mike Lawson. So you then that's what, so now you know everything that's happened up to Catching Up. As soon as Catching Up is done, I, you know, stop recording. And then I text After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis because I told him he was, he was staying somewhere. He, I guess his parents live not really close to my parents' house, but like closer to my parents' house than where he lives now. And he was like house sitting for his mom. And so he um, said, hey, you know, when, when you're done with catching up, let's get like a coffee or a drink or something like that. So as soon as we were done, you know, I, I think I probably hung out after catching up for like a few minutes and processed catching up and did everything I needed to post it. And then went over to a nearby city called Claremont. And that's where I met up with After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis. And we had about a two or three hour hangout session where we just, I had drank mint tea and he had, um, what did he have? I think coffee or something. And then like a frittata. I don't know what it was. And um, we hung out for like hours and just talked. The thing with me and Jay Ellis is that we can just talk, the two of us. So we just talked about everything and nothing about afterthought, about our personal lives, you know, uh, everything ran the gamut from A to Z about personalities and afterthought. It was just two friends catching up. I think, I think even at one point he made a catching up joke. So uh, there was that. And then I came home and uh, I watched a movie. It's kind of, that's one of the, I don't really like it usually when it gets dark early, but um, uh, but I don't generally like it. I like it staying kind of later. Like in my perfect world, if we could set a time at a certain point, I would say I would be very happy if the sun eternally set at 7.30. You know, if the sun set at 7.30 and it was dark by 8 all year round, I'd be a very happy camper. Maybe 7. You know, maybe seven, okay? But I'd be very, very happy, okay? But okay, right now it gets dark at five. And um, I uh, got dark at five. Oh, I came home. I watched a movie. Now, we're, we're, guys, we're getting to an important point right here. We're getting to an important thing. So if you think like, oh, God, Joseph's writing down his shopping list. We're going somewhere, all right? Watched a movie. I did talk to Aiden on the way back from seeing Jay Ellis, and he told me he was going to hang out with his friend Rosie, and that's what he was doing. And then um, I watched the movie, and then I, I think I watched some YouTube, and I think I generally went to sleep around 10. I think I fell asleep kind of early. And I woke up around 12.30. I just woke up, and I was like, huh, I'm bored. You know, like it was one thing I couldn't go back to sleep until so I texted Aiden to see if he was around. And he just wrote me like this really short uh, text message. It was really, really short. It was just like, I'm at Rosie's. And I hate, this has been a problem. Okay. So I go on Snapchat to see where he is. And he's at this house that I could swear on a stack of Bibles now he said he's there with Rosie at her house. He, I could have sworn he told me this was his friend Leia's house. Okay, I could have sworn. I, even to this day, I could swear what he said that. Right, he said that right. Now, before we get into the next part, 
Now, by the way, this is one of those things where it's definitely an exclusive tier exclusive. Okay? Because I don't think I'm going to talk about this on catching up or throwing down. Okay? Uh... Is I will admit I am 100% in the wrong here. Okay, 100%. I'm 100% in the wrong. Okay, I am taking full responsibility. All right. I'm going to tell you the story in the moment and then I'll do my psychoanalysis after. I go, so then I say, I go, hey, listen, I say, this, I thought this is Leia's house. And then he just wrote back, you have a bad memory. That's all he writes back. And I go crazy because, let me establish this, I am a crazy Latin woman. Okay, I'm a crazy, jealous Latin woman. And I went crazy. And I said, you have five minutes to send me a picture of you with Rosie holding up four fingers. And this queen, I will say, took four minutes and 50 seconds, but he did it. Okay. And um, he, um, and then afterwards, I felt this immediate guilt and shame. Because Aiden has never given me a reason to be jealous. And one of the things... Because I think, by the way, I think we're broken up. I'm, I'm spoiler alert. I think I think Aiden has broken up with me. I'm not sure. Let me check my phone. Uh, let me see. Is it Anaheim this year? Ooh, sorry, I'm answering John Paul or something. Hmm. Sorry, this is on exclusive tier. This stuff happens. Okay. So, um, I will admit, so, okay, so then I go shame spiral and I'm super apologetic and I'm sorry and this and that here. And, and, and we're going to get to this in a second because I've been very careful when I talk about this with friends because I feel I'm trying to do a balance of, I'm not trying to deflect. Okay, I'm trying to get away from any kind of deflection. So, and so I want that to be very clear. I don't deflect, and I think I'm 100% at fault, but I want to talk about some things. And if, if, if Aiden ever spoke to me again, regardless of whether he breaks up with me or not, I would tell him this, that my jealousy has nothing to do with him. And I don't know how to make that very clear. My jealousy has nothing to do with him. My jealousy 100% has to do with... Um, me and my insecurities and my lack of self-esteem where I, in my head, and I'm being completely on, look, I'm telling you right now, exclusive tier, I'm going to make this clear. I make it clear every single time. This Joe Batanz is a stream of consciousness. No, there's no thought about, um, holding anything back or that I hope this doesn't get out, blah, 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 blah. This will never be released to the public. Okay. And you guys are the only ones that have it. Okay. And um I think it has nothing to do with it. It's 100% myself, my low self-esteem, my lack of self-worth, my low my my low um opinion of myself 
And to the point where I just think, well, there's no way that someone that I like as much as I like Aiden could ever be attracted to me, even though he's made it abundantly clear that he is, even though he's told me multiple times, even though he showers me with affection, there's, it's a bottomless well, you know, it's a well that cannot be, uh, filled. Okay. It reminds me of Jose, former mentee, former mentee Jose. He had daddy issues. Okay. Big time daddy issues. And he had, for a little Mexican kid from Silmar, the best daddies. You know what I mean? Is like George Lopez was his daddy. Damian Bachir was his daddy. Chris White was his daddy. I was his daddy. He had like the best and da- the greatest hits in daddies, right? And um, that still wasn't enough. He needed more daddy, 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 daddy. You can't fill that hole. He didn't have a dad growing up, you know? And it's the same thing here. He, I don't, you know, I have such a low self-worth that no matter how much praise, no matter how much he tells me otherwise, I just don't believe it. But it has nothing to do because I think he's a liar. It has to do because I hate myself so much. And so, so that happened, okay? Here's the part, and this is why I said I am very, I guess I can just be honest here. I want you to know I'm not deflecting. I think I'm 100% at fault. You know, but I am one of these people that when somebody I care about, like for instance, Luke tweeted at me the other day. I didn't even know how to respond to that. Um, so I guess I should apologize. Coming to disprove my point with Luke. Luke sent me a direct Twitter message. I'm not going to get into it. it's Luke's story to tell. Okay, but with people that I care about, <laughs> I don't like to leave people hanging on text messages. Like, I just feel awful because I know I know what it feels like, okay? And um, I know what it feels like. And so, and maybe you can say it's his age or his maturity, but, like, I literally immediately after the photograph apologized profusely it was a shame spiral where i could you could tell i even at the end i said okay i'm gonna take a xanax and go to bed because i'm feeling really awful about myself and he never responded never and then the next day i woke up no response i went to work and so i knew he was working at 11 so at 11, I gave him till like, okay, maybe he can't talk or maybe this or, you know, blah, 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 on his way to work. So by the time I knew he was working at 11, I pretty much sent a text message saying like, again, I'm sorry, but also like, I think it's kind of shitty because he knows it's about, this is not like a secret. Aiden knows this is how I feel. Okay. I did say it's kind of shitty to leave me hanging like that. Like, I apologize, I was 100% wrong here, but to leave me hanging like that and to let me feel like shit for, you know, at that point it had been like almost 12 hours is kind of shitty and mean. And the only thing he wrote back was, um, I'm at work, you know? And then, um... He said, sent me a text message early in the afternoon where he said, you know, um, I know that you feel this way. I've known about this and yada, yada, and I'm sorry you feel that way. But if this is one of these things that 
you know, this is how you feel. I don't know if it's emotionally healthy for either one of us. Okay. Uh, and, um, wow. Wonder what it's like that to message someone you think is mad at you and be left hanging for a week. Have I left anybody hanging besides Luke? Anyway. Uh, and uh, I, I didn't know I did. Oh, I didn't know I did, Eve. I don't. Where are you messaging me that I left you hanging? I bet when everyone listening later, Eve Adams says, "Wow, wonder what it's like to message someone you think is mad at you and be left hanging for a week." Oh, it's on WhatsApp. I don't get WhatsApp notifications. Anyway, I'll look. So um, the point is, oh no, oh no, 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 uh, Eve. Yeah, I'm not allowed to talk to you, Eve. I'm not allowed to talk to you. Uh, In fact, I'm technically, well, no, I guess I'm technically not breaking rules now because I think I'm broken up with. So then he says, uh, oh, is that the joke? I don't understand. Guys, you're having a whole show in the chat room, okay? Is Lori here? Is Lori running a whole separate show in the chat room? Hold on. There's a whole show going on in the chat room. Anyway, uh, so the point is, so then he sends me a text message saying, you know, it's not healthy for either one of us. And then, now I will say this, this is kind of shitty. I was with John Paul all day yesterday. Oh my God, there's so many stories from yesterday. Because we didn't even talk about, like, I met a listener yesterday and went to lunch with him and John Paul and all this stuff. We'll get back to that. Let's finish the Aiden story. So, uh, here's the thing. So, John Paul, I'm sorry, not John Paul, John Paul's with me. The whole day. And I'm, t- I'm giving John Paul the tea. He knows everything. And so I go, let's see what Aiden... Because Aiden texted me. And I go, let's call him. And then I just got another one. I'm at work. And then... Um, I So after my whole day with John Paul... And I'll come back to that in a second. I got home at like 6 o'clock, 6.30. I don't know why. I was... So... Tired. So, so Tired. Okay, that I I think I fell asleep at before seven, like six forty five. I was asleep. I was in La La Land. Okay, I don't know. Maybe just emotionally drained from the day. So obviously, if you go to sleep at six forty five, I wake up at like twelve forty five. It was like twelve thirty, twelve forty five. I woke up, and um, there were a couple of text messages from Aiden. One just said. Can we talk tomorrow? And I was like, oh, God, here it comes. All right. And then two and a half hours later, when I didn't respond, he just wrote, good night. I love you. Okay. So I text messaged him and I said, listen, I said, I sent him a text message this morning and I said, um, uh, if you're going to break up with me, and this happened during the season one of the whole thing. If you're gonna break up with me, I I don't need I don't need to have a phone call. I just I really don't. I really if this is just like you know I think we're about the no yeah exactly Luke Luke says I hate when people tell me they want to talk to me at a later time or day. I just want to get out of the way. That's a quick easy way to give me an anxiety attack. Thank you. So to avoid the anxiety attack, I was like, mm, if it's to break up with me. Not interested. Let's just consider ourselves broken up. End of story. You know? And thank you. But Eve I, um, Eve wrote, it's cruel. And I go, yes, it is cruel. But I think 
I really do think that, okay, so I fucked up. I'm not denying that. Like I said, I was immediately apologetic. Immediately. All right? And and I don't want to put any blame on Aiden for that. Okay? But to leave me hanging, like you've literally heard the extent of the text messages, for it's been now almost 36 hours, okay, is fucked up. It's cruel. It's cruel. It's emotionally cruel, you know, to just be super vague on purpose. And by the way, he knows I feel this way. These are talks that we've had. This is not like, oh, he didn't know this about me that I think it's cruel. I've told him exactly. Luke says he knows what he's doing. Exactly he knows what he's doing. So, unfortunately for him, he lives far he lives far away. Okay? He lives far away. You know, it was rough with Cameron because I saw Cameron all the time, you know? And we lived, we had the same circle of friends and worlds, those worlds collided. And also, you know, it's a whole thing. It was deeper with Cameron. But the whole thing I'm saying is, like, he lives far away, okay? And, um, wait, this is exactly the same. Oh, he lives far away, and, all right. So, I mean, like, I, I was telling Sweet Michael about it yesterday. Like, I think to me, the most horrifying part, like, don't get me wrong, I'm genuinely sad. I think mostly what it is, I'm mostly embarrassed. Because you're right, there's an episode of Catching Up out there today where I'm like, oh, I'm so in love and yada, 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 you know? And I still do love Aiden. I care about him very much. But just as it's fucked up for me to do what I did on Saturday night, I think it's just as fucked up, if not more fucked You know, it reminds me of, even though this is not related, I had a Jewish friend, but I'm not Jewish. I don't know how true this is, but he's the son of a rabbi. So it could be some obscure saints. I don't know. But he once told me, I've always loved this quote. I've used it many times. Maybe you heard me say it. If you ask someone for an apology, now I think he gets specific and says like three times, but if you ask, if you apologize to someone three times, let's say, or to me, if you apologize once and they don't forgive you, then the sin is on them. Now, I'm not going to take it that far. You know, he's he's welcome to forgive me or not forgive me and to date whoever he wants to date and whatever. But if I apologize, if I do this thing and immediately apologize, apologize profusely, where there's like, it's almost like a string of text messages that might be a much, a bit much, okay? And then the leave me hanging with no response to that is fucked. That is fucked and it's mean. Okay, so Luke says, this is why I DM'd you, Joe. LOL, I was the age in several relations when I was his age. Got a thrill from the power. I would never have admitted it even to myself at the time, but looking back, it's the simple truth. I obviously don't know the relationship, but that power dynamic seems very familiar to me. You know, Luke, maybe I should have spoken to you. Maybe you're right. Maybe he gets off on the power. But here's the deal. I'm taking the power back. And, like, the truth is, I love the kid. I do. But there were a lot of problems. You know, like, not real problems. I mean, not like, oh, he this and that but like why won't you let us love you there are real oh by the way humble pie can you block him from this chat room thank you from this channel can you actually just take him off the um regardless of whether we get back together can you just take him off um the what is this thing called discord anyway um he wasn't on here anyway absolutely thank you so, uh, 
the age thing bothered me, you know? The age thing really, really, really bothered me. Like, having to, like, lie to Chris and Mercedes and tell them he was 25, and I, I don't know. I think it's better for the both of us. I think it's better for the both of us. And honestly, here's the thing. Stop listening to the shows? That's a problem. So, anyway, that's my... I, I, I will tell you this. It is bothersome that it doesn't really bother me. Is that weird? Like I told you, honestly, I'm being completely honest. This is a circle of truth. This is this Joe Batanz. The only emotion I'm really feeling is... Um, embarrassment to the afterthought media listeners at large that I was like, oh, he came and visited me and yada, 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 we had this great time, blah, 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 and now I have to be like, oh, we broke up. Honestly, I'm probably just going to stop mentioning him. That's why I'm saying you're getting getting a real afterthought media exclusive in that I think I'm just going to stop mentioning him. I think I learned with Sweet Michael After Sweet Michael and I had our fight. Enemy of the show. Who is that? That's a funny name. Who is enemy of the show? Oh, is it Yves? Did Yves change his name? Okay, yeah. Oh, you changed... (laughs) Uh, Oh, Luke Saban's funny. Um, Keep that name, humble. I mean, I like it. Anyway, I, I, I think that should be Yves' official name, Enemy of the Show. Okay, so anyway, um, uh, I'm just not going to mention him anymore. Oh, so Sweet Michael, we got in a fight, and I never mentioned Sweet Michael on the show. I talked about our fight on After Breakfast, so he never heard it. And he said he got so angry. when, I, And I think Cameron, the same thing happened with Cameron, is after something happened, he went on, on uh, Catching Up, and he didn't hear it because I talked about it After Breakfast. So the same thing, well, Aiden can't hear it because, A, I'm not going to mention it on Catching Up. And two, because I already have an outlet, I have the outlet here on this Joe Batanz. This is my after breakfast. But two, um, uh, he doesn't pay for Patreon. He The only way he can get, that's what, I'm, I'm with Mike Lawson. There is something wonderful and liberating about having it only access, accessible to a limited number of people. So I don't have to worry, unless Aiden wants to cough up a dollar a month, I don't have to worry about him hearing it. And I'm also just never going to, unless he wants to cough up $20 a month and is one of these people who can make it in here for $20 a month, he's just never going to hear me talk about it. I'm just not going to mention it. It's just that people will just assume that he and I are still dating. So there's that. Okay, let's talk about Sunday. So Sunday, uh, John Paul and I went to a Disneyland auction. So I worked in the morning, and then I went to go see John Paul, and I, we went to an auction in Sherman Oaks, uh, an auction house. They had on display the stuff they'd be auctioning off at Disneyland. I think the problem is we got spoiled. We went to one a year ago, a little over a year ago. That was a massive one. It was crazy. It was insane, you know? And uh, they didn't have as good of stuff. And it had, they had very little stuff. I wasn't terribly interested in it. And so we were only there for 10 minutes. And then uh, a listener, and I talk about this in Catching Up. Uh, Luke, oh, well, well, I'm going to address all your chat room comments after the show. We're almost done. A listener had messaged me uh, earlier in the week. Ricardo91 had messaged me. 
and was like, hey, I'm going to be in L.A. this weekend. Do you want to catch up? Do you want to meet up? I want to meet you and get, buy you a drink. Okay, let me tell you something. And I said this on the show. I don't want to meet people. And it's not because I'm not a friendly person, but like at a certain point, again, it's actually the same. It's related. It's related to the whole being jealous, the jealousy rage. Okay. I think you guys have a false impression of how interesting I am. And that's what's so interesting about this article. In fact, let me find this article that I sent to people. Um, uh, is... Oh, wait, hold on for a second. I wouldn't be surprised there's a call for me. Hold on for a second. All right, there wasn't. Uh, okay, is... What is surprising to me is, like, I'm not an interesting person. And so I think everyone thinks they're going to show up, and I'm going to put on the Joe Batan show and entertain them for hours, right? Which I do for a little bit, just kind of feel awkward about it. So, but I know Ricardo 91 wanted to meet me. He's been to L.A. a couple times, and I've sort of, like, blown him off. So I was with John Paul, and I pretty much put the 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 that coin that Thanos has in John Paul's hand. And I was like, if you want to, we'll do it. If not, we're not. He's like, John Paul, like, sure, why not? So we went to this Mexican restaurant called Salazar. And we told Ricardo if he wanted to meet up with us, meet up with him there. He was there on time. Perfectly lovely person, you know, very lovely person. He was on a layover to Australia. And he was gonna he's gonna go to the Beresford and put post Instagram posts and tag me in it. And um it's a 15-hour flight, so he's probably getting there soon, actually. He's still in the air. Isn't that weird? He left at 10 p.m. Pacific last night, and now it's almost noon. He's still not there. But anyway, um, he had a lovely time with him. Very nice person. John Paul and I bought him lunch. He bought us a drink. And uh, But, you know, I will say, in the last third of the time we spent with him, which is probably about an hour-ish, a little more than an hour, there was just nothing to talk to him about. It's just the conversation just fell flat. Now, I will say, a little shade toward Ricardo 91. I don't think she has the best conversation skills, okay? So there was a lot of, like, staring at me, waiting for me to, to do a show. Which, at a certain point, I'm just like, mm, I'm going to eat food. And, you know, I've done the show. You can, you're allowed to like, carry the conversation, but I'm not going to do a show where you stare at me like a puppet. But very, very pleasant person. We left. I left him there. And, um... I uh, came home, like I said, and I just, I literally just fell asleep immediately. And then woke up at 12.30, went back to bed around 2 and slept. I, I did manage to sleep until about 6.30 and I bought um, a uh, Jurassic Park poster. And now here we are. We're friends. Uh, so uh, that's everything that's happened in the past four days. Uh, I'm going to answer questions in the chat room. Now, you know what's so funny? I never do this. Right, but I'll do it today. How long have we been going, though? Let's see. Depending on when we're going. Oh, no, it's been almost 45 minutes. So, guys, why don't we call it a day there? Uh, and now, if you're in the chat room, I will answer the questions and address things in the chat room. But if you're listening uh, to this later, I don't want to bore you with that stuff. So, we'll call it a day there. Thank you very much for listening. I will see you. I'll probably, I don't know if I'll do a show tonight. I might, I might be doing it in the mornings this week. So, we'll, um, uh, you'll get another show tomorrow. Okay? Oh, wait. I never said the date at the top of the show. Today is Monday, November 18th, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.